watch cartoons We'll take a look back at where we've been So let's hop into our time machine and welcome to another episode of Cartoon Time Machine. I am Scarlett. And I'm Katie. We're your animates. And today we are starting a three-part retrospective on cartoons of Disney Channel. Um, we've obviously touched on a lot of these shows uh, through various episodes in the past, um, but like we did with Cartoon Network uh, and with, we did one for Nickelodeon as well, I believe, right? I don't yeah, remember my- last of the trio. Yeah, we're on last year. I, we've clearly done too many podcasts. I've already forgotten what we have and haven't done. So luckily Katie is here to remind me. Um, so yeah, we wanted to uh, touch on a lot of these great shows that that Disney Channel uh, put out over the years and give some history on how they started uh, as a company. Um, it, which, you know, is, is to say uh, Disney Channel is sort of one of the more muddied uh, stories of how it came to be. Um, there's sort of always been a Disney channel on TV. Uh, there's, you know, Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, and there's, you know, various uh, Mickey Mouse shows that have, that have come out. Um, so Disney's had a TV presence for a while, um, but it wasn't until the late 80s that they officially had a Disney channel, uh, which would, uh, which was originally a cable network. Uh, and it wasn't then until, uh, I believe, the early 2000s, I think 2001, uh, that it officially uh, went on to basic cable um, and was was able to be more widely viewed. It was seen as a little more premium and niche uh, prior to that point. Um, but we're not necessarily going to talk about only shows that originally premiered on Disney Channel um, for that reason, um, because a lot of shows that would later be uh, really remembered as Disney Channel shows through reruns uh, were originally in syndication on other networks uh, like CBS, uh, NBC, UAN, um, because Disney Channel wasn't really housing those at, at, at certain points. Um, and, you know, we, we, we will probably not touch too deeply on the live action aspect of Disney Channel because we're not a live action show. Um, we tend to really focus on uh, talking about cartoons as is in our title. Um, but just so you know, unlike uh, when we talk about Cartoon Network and even really when we talk about Nickelodeon, uh, cartoons were never really the, the full bread and butter of, of Disney. Um, it's, it's, you know, really, I think not uh, until more recent days um, that that sort of become the most successful part of their brand. Um, it would in, in many, in many ways uh, for much of Disney's history, it really was the live action shows paying the bills, but that doesn't mean that these cartoons aren't beloved and well-remembered and probably better remembered in many cases uh, than the live action shows of this era, which I think have generally fallen by the wayside versus uh versus some of the ones from the 90s that we're gonna talk about today that have incredible staying power and some have gotten reboots, remakes, movies. Um, so this, this is, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about basically from the late 80s uh, up until the 2000s for this episode. Um, Katie, do you, did you ever watch any of the Disney afternoon? Uh, probably. I can, I can give you a list of which shows uh, were considered uh, the Disney afternoon. Give it to um, me. I'll say yes or no after each one. All right. The Disney Afternoon, uh, which was a programming block uh, that appeared on multiple networks, uh, really, but eventually became uh, resyndicated and, and uh, played on reruns on Disney Channel. Uh, the shows of this were The Adventures of the Gummy Bears. 
No, but I know the theme song. I realize this is still an audio podcast, not a visual podcast. <laughs> Which is helpful because I also I also clicked away from my list, so I also can see whatever expression you were making. Mm. Um, so the the adventures of, of the gummy bears, uh, Ducktales. I have seen parts of the old Ducktales. Yes, oh, these are obviously yeah, old- original Ducktales that aired in in 1990. Um, I see more of the original than I have seen of the new Ducktales. Oh, that's interesting. I'm definitely the opposite. I mean, I've seen I've some original Ducktales. Also, read far more of the actual comic books than either. That's right. That's right. You were you were the big big comic Ducktales person. Ducktales comics. Um, fun. Also, uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I've seen some again. Read the comics a lot more. Can I just say that like those first three that I've named have just all of them hit it out of the park with the with theme songs like gummy bears is a very mesh show from what i have seen and heard of it um it seems can you say niche again niche how do you say niche i didn't say nesh i said niche oh i heard nesh well we'll i'll rewind and i'll find out when i edit it and if i said it wrong i'll have to go back in and edit myself saying it correctly so that i can win this argument okay I don't think I said Nesh, but maybe I did. Who knows? Who knows in this crazy world? Who who can be sure what anyone really said? Deep. Deep. Um, but yeah, Gummy Bears, uh, DuckTales, Rescue Rangers. Those are three really strong theme songs. Um, oh, they're all so good. I mean, DuckTales is obviously the one that like is the permanent Ooh. earworm. Yeah, woo. Um, but then there's also Ch-Ch-Ch-Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Like that's, I honestly like have only seen like one or two episodes of the show and like it's fine it's definitely you know big Saturday morning cartoon energy like I can see why it was really popular and I can see why it's getting a a, a TV movie on Disney plus later this year which I'm sure we'll end up talking about uh, it looks like a lot of fun um but I I really it is that theme song that is just is super super stuck in my head now uh, and then the gummy bears also have I think we've discussed before. Um, when talking about 90s cartoons, uh, this how hard this theme song about gummy bears goes. <laughs> like when I, it does I don't not. think either of us have really seen the show, but I every time we mention it, I think the theme song wiggles its way into the crevices of our brains. I mean that that's what makes it that's what makes it good. Um, you know, fun fun fact uh, about the uh, the show The Gummy Bears. Uh, it was created uh, by uh, Michael Eisner, who was at the time the head of the Disney Company. Uh, and and like like many uh, like many things that that Michael Eisner uh, put into into production, uh, it was it was dictated by the things his kids liked. Uh, and the first time he did that, uh, we got more roller coasters at Disneyland, uh, which good. Um, and this time it was my kids like gummy bear candy, so let's make a cartoon out of it. Um, which good for the people making the adventures of the gummy bears for taking what could have been a really dumb looking show and actually kind of making it colorful and fun. Like I've seen, I've seen like one episode of it. It's, you know, definitely, you know, very, very much for kids and not too deep and, you know, not really anything I want to watch now that I'm an adult, but I, I can, I can see, you know, the effort there. Like this wasn't just put together for, you know, yeah, absolutely nothing, but just like a, a cash grab for the gummy bear franchise. Uh, it, it's somewhat, there was heart, there's heart in there, um, which is lovely. Um, going back to our list of shows, uh, Tailspin, uh, which is the wildest possible spinoff of uh, the Jungle Book. 
Um, have you ever seen any of Tailspin? Jungle Book spinoff? Yes! Yes, it's a Jungle Book spinoff. I haven't seen any of that says anything. Um, okay, so I did watch a lot of Tailspin as a kid um, because it was one of those things that aired in the Toon Disney block between Playhouse Disney and regular Disney Channel. And I know, Katie, you didn't really watch Disney Channel as a kid as much as I did. So there's going to be more on this list that, that I have seen uh, generally in reruns because we were born in the very late 90s and didn't see most of these when they were airing originally. Um, but Tailspin, I remember really loving it's it's a really wild premise. I didn't I didn't realize it was a Jungle Book spinoff until years later because none of the characters look like they do in the Jungle Book. And when you're a kid, you're not really like paying attention to characters' names. You're just like, oh, I want to watch that show with the bear who's a pilot and he goes and and runs missions in his cool souped up World War One style uh, plane thing. I don't know what those things are called. <laughs> it's a plane thing. Um, and it's like have like jungle adventures. Hmm? A propeller plane? I think I think it's a propeller plane. I don't know. Kids like planes. Kids like bears in planes. Um, it's yeah. Uh, but... Planes these days. Exactly. Yeah, get my non. That's what you sound like, darling. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but it's just a fun show. And another one of of those in in this in this area. That's you know probably not anything great. Uh, again, it's been a long time since I've seen this show, so I I really can't say I remember that much about it. Um, but it it is fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, yeah. What what? Let's see. What's next on our list? Oh, next point on our list: uh, Darkwing Duck, um, which is delightful. Hmm. Also a pretty fun theme song. Yes. Oh, yeah. Darkwing Duck. Yeah, really. All of, I, don't remember, I don't remember the theme song Tailspin, so I can't, that one probably wasn't as memorable since I don't remember it. Uh, Darkwing Duck had a real good one though. Um, that's, you know, an, another one that has has come back in, in reboot form-ish, at least on the new DuckTales. I um, mm-hmm. think there was going to be a Darkwing Duck show, but I think that's stalled in development hell. Um, I think we've discussed that before on this show. Um, but yeah, another another fun, fun show about crime fighting duck not taking itself super seriously. I think it came out at roughly the same time as The Tick, which was doing kind of a similar thing um, with the sort of goofy superhero who's like more often the butt of their own joke. Um, but this was more in a noir style, which I love. I love a good noir. Um, again, didn't watch too much Darkwing Duck, but I definitely seen a few episodes and I think I liked it. I liked it as a kid, like it as a grown up. Seems like it has a lot of a lot of fun potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, we also have a goof troop, which eventually uh, spun off into uh, a goofy movie and an extremely goofy movie. Um, we've definitely talked about a goofy movie on this show, haven't we, Katie? We've not like a full episode. In uh, yeah, we did movies of that era, and I believe we mentioned it. Did you did you watch Goofy movie? Have you? I never know what I you've have seen. seen it. Yes. The See, that's the so that let's be clear. That's the movie of the Disney Renaissance era you've seen. You haven't seen like hey, most hey. of the movies of that era, but you have seen a Goofy movie. Here's the reason I've seen it because it was on TV. That's true. And it was just on, and therefore I watched it. That's fair. I mean, that was how it was for me with both a goofy movie and an extremely goofy movie. Again, we were too young to see it in theaters, um, but that was definitely a staple of our childhood Disney Channel is playing a goofy movie. Um, yeah, it was the one that was in syndication, so that's why I caught it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I guess they weren't super playing like The Lion King. Um, 
I saw yeah. half of the Lion King in biology class in ninth grade, eighth grade. And then I had to leave for a field trip, so I missed the rest of it. I haven't seen the rest of the Lion King. One of these days, Katie, we gotta we gotta do something about that. Mm, maybe. Not maybe, we're doing it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um oh, so from from good delightful show, uh Goof Troop to you seemingly universally hated show Bonkers. <laughs> you know, Bonkers? They've made fun of it on Animaniacs like dozens of times, which is mainly where I know it from. Oh, yeah. That was like the one where like Slappy Squirrel would be watching Skippy watch TV and she'd be like, ah, that Bonkers show is ruining your brain. Something like yeah, that. I remember. Yep. And they even, they, I like that they continued that joke in a slightly more subtle way uh, into the reboot. Cause you know how when they have their like, you know, we're in the future song um, where they talk about how the most, the, the most popular TV show is, is clunkers about time traveling cop car. That's definitely a bonkers reference because bonkers is about a team of buddy cops. Um, and it sounds, the name sounds the same. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I I feel bad to hating on a show that I have like not seen except like in tiny clips on mostly from people talking about how much they hate bonkers, but it aired for four seasons. I admittedly that was only two years, but it did air for four seasons. Hmm. Actually, I, I take that back. Too. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It aired it aired from February 28th, 1993. To February 24th, 1994. So for those of you keeping score at home, that is less than one year and they aired four seasons. <laughs> wow. That That's, might explain why people didn't like it. I mean, admittedly, it's it, there it, it's really more like two like, like three seasons total, um, because it's about 65 episodes. Um, but That's a lot of episodes for a year. That's a lot of episodes in a year. Most cartoons like have a bare 20 in a year. Um, so yeah, that's weird. Um, okay, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone is is terribly fond of bonkers. Um, let us know if you are a big fan of bonkers. Um I I I don't know who you are, but I'm sure you exist. Um we'll find you and we'll we will find by. you and you will come on the show and tell us why you love bonkers. <laughs> um but from from unpopular show to popular franchise uh the next one is aladdin the show um did you watch any of the of the aladdin show uh katie no. I, I i have to ask um you knew the answer I, for that one i know i know i had i had like one of those like you know, back in the day when we were youngins that you'd get like a VHS tape that would have like five episodes of some show on it. Like, yeah, I, I had that for- tape to, to entertain you in the car for a few hours. Yeah, well, I wasn't cool enough to have a car TV, but I did have a VHS tape of like five or six episodes of the Aladdin TV series. Uh, I don't know if I ever watched it on TV, um, because I, I don't really think they really aired the Aladdin show that much when we were growing up. Um, I think by that point, like Lilo and Stitch had really taken over as like the tie-in uh, cartoon show. Um, but at least from that VHS tape, um, I, I liked it because it filled in the gap for how like Return of Jafar happens and what the deal with uh, 
uh, King of Thieves was. Did you ever, you, you barely watched the actual movies. I really shouldn't ask if you watched the direct-to-video sequels, but have you watched the direct-to-video sequels to Aladdin? No. Well, there were I two of them. I don't know if I watched Aladdin either. I did see the play version of it because my brother was in it once. I guess that's good enough. I mean, I guess you're breaking my heart here, Katie. You're breaking my heart. Anyway, the two sequels <laughs> to Aladdin, Return, to Return of Jafar and The King of Thieves, there might have been others. Those are like the big ones. I'm sure there were like little like 22 minutes sort of uh, sequel movies at some point. Um, but the big ones were those two and they were both great. No notes. They were perfect in every way. Um, they, they were not, they decidedly were not, but they were very entertaining. And I did watch them a lot as a kid. Um, cause I had like all the, the three DVDs I had were Aladdin, Return of Jafar and King of Thieves. And I was too young to understand that one was of cinematic quality and the other two were basically TV movies. Um, but if you watch the Aladdin show, you will understand those better because there are some characters that, that come in. Uh, that are that are players uh, in both of them. Um, I think John Reese Davis vo voices Aladdin's father in, in one of them. I'm looking this up because that's like a wild claim for me to make without having evidence. Uh, Aladdin, King of Thieves. Let's see. Yep, it was in fact John Reese Davies as Kasim, who is Aladdin's father. Um, just a just a a fun fact, a fun fact for y'all. Uh, Katie's incredibly bored with me right now. What? Oh, I, know, I know, I know. We're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. Um, the no, the Latin show is basically what you think. Is. Hmm? I was remembering who that actor was. Yeah, he's a big, big guy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, the the Latin series is pretty much exactly what you think it is. Um, it's Aladdin going around Agrabah having shenanigans. Uh, I think none of the original voice cast returned. Um, very, very including Robin Williams, who had major beef with the studio over how they treated him uh, during production of Aladdin and used him to sell toys, which was like the one thing he told them not to do is like, I want to do this to protect the future of animation. I think you do good work, but I don't want you to be selling Happy Meal toys because I think they're bad for children and the environment. And they just straight up ignored him. So he did not come back for the show, did not come back for one of the two uh, sequels. Um, but then they like, I think just drove a truckload of money to his house. So Robin Williams does appear in King of Thieves. And he just like, it sounds like, he, in, and I, I know that this is, this is not relevant to our current conversation, but I have to mention that in King of Thieves, the second sequel to uh, uh, the Aladdin franchise and the final film, um, they literally clearly just had Robert Williams in a booth riffing and doing impressions for like two hours and then just like cut that into random places in the movie. Like he has no job in the movie. Like he doesn't need to be there. The entire plot is Aladdin reuniting with his deadbeat dad and like going on adventures with the 40 thieves, which is a cool, fun premise. But like Jasmine is basically just like barefoot and pregnant in the palace. She's, she's not actually pregnant. She's not actually barefoot, but like as far as the plot is concerned, that's all she does is just hang out in the palace talking to Jeannie who entertains her by doing impressions. Like that's their entire subplot in that movie is that Jasmine is just waiting for Aladdin to come back and Jeannie is doing impressions. Like it's really weird. 
Anyway, uh, Dan Castellaneta is the one who voices the uh, the genie in the TV show and also in the first uh, Return of Jafar. Uh, you know that name from uh, The Simpsons, longtime voice of Homer Simpson, and boy, does it does it show. Like Dan Castellaneta is a very talented voice actor, but he doesn't really do voices necessarily. Um, like you. You, you you hear it, you know, he voiced a million characters on The Simpsons, but like if you've watched enough of The Simpsons, like you can tell which character is voiced by Dan Castellaneta because there's a very similar cadence that they have. Um, and he doesn't even try to do a different voice from his Homer Simpson voice when he plays the genie. Like this was clearly a paycheck for him. He's just like, all right, yes, you know, he's at the height of his Simpsons fame. He probably doesn't really, you know, need to be doing, you know, you know, any particular effort on the Aladdin sequels. So whatever he's still a funny entertaining actor and there's some some good hijinks uh on the uh and the aladdin series um special shout out because i like puns that one of the villains is called abysmal like like abysmal <laughs> it's not that clever but it makes me laugh just thinking about it i like puns so i like a good pun. you can't help but laugh at it that's it's you know it's also like right on the edge of racist like i don't I don't know how okay it is for me to laugh at that because like the joke is sort of that this is a vaguely Arabic sounding word now when we put different intonations on it. So, you know, kind of par for the course for 90s Disney to be like, yeah, we're a little bit, a little bit racist here. Um, it doesn't help that none of the, you know, none of the original voice actors for Aladdin were actually Middle Eastern and none of the ones in the show were. I mean, maybe I, I shouldn't say none because I don't know for a fact. I'm sure one of them was maybe, but like the main ones weren't. The ones that the ones that mattered. <laughs> yeah. I don't expect anything of Disney. If you don't expect anything of Disney, you won't be disappointed. That's that's the key. That's how I went into uh solo. And you know it worked. It it did work. I and now did nothing and then I slightly enjoyed the movie. I was like, all right, no expectations. Great. <laughs> Uh, the, the next show uh, from the Disney afternoon, however, uh, you should raise your expectations high uh, because this one is Gargoyles. I forget. Have you seen any Gargoyles? I don't think I have, but I've heard so much about it. Because it is I a think... cult one. And now I just to get to hear you say Gargoyles a lot and really hear the goy. <laughs> gargoyles. You know, I, now I'm just really, really sensitive about that now that you've pointed it out. I, gargoyles. That's how... That's how you pronounce it. This is the word. Gargoyle. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well. It's, I think it's just your new New England roots coming out and going, I got to overpronounce the middle of this word. It's the goy. They're all goyim. <laughs> <laughs> they all live in New York. They all live in New York City. That makes them goyim. <laughs> not not, not a bagel. Yeah, we all want. I, I live in California. There's not a decent bagel to be had in this entire godforsaken state. You know what you have to do now? What? You have to appease your ancestors and learn how to make really good bagels. It doesn't matter how, how I make them. The water's bad out here. It's the water in New York. You gotta, you gotta start uh, like filtering and working on your own water. Get it the correct pH. <laughs> I'm like, I'd be like, like the, one of those like weird like craft beer people who like makes like brews in their bathtub, except like it would just be regular water for me. <laughs> trying to get bathtub, Jen, you're making uh, bathtub New York water. Bathtub bagel water. Uh, okay, we actually though bathtub bagel water does sound like a good band name. Am I wrong? 
What's your new klezmer band? <laughs> Gargoyles um, is shut up, you. Gargoyles. No, I'm still is... laughing at the bathtub bagel water. The klezmer band. <laughs> Okay. All right. Gargoyles uh, is, I, I feel like I've seen it often described as like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by way of Batman the Animated Series, which I feel like is a very good description. Like you sort of have like the basic premise that is not too different from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, you know, just by, you know, them being big monsters in New York City of fighting crime and sort of like living in the shadows and there's like they sort of also have their own like april o'neill type uh who's like sort of their like human liaison um and some of them are kind of wacky and you got your one tough stoic leader and they all have like themed names like they're all named after places in new york um you know so like you, you there's definitely a lot of like the same roots of something like tmnt um which of course came out many years before so i don't doubt that there was some influence there. Um, but Anywhere it definitely- Where you look, Simba, there's a TN, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. <laughs> so that's the part of The Lion King you did see, just just to clarify. I got that far. I didn't do the quote right, but I was too busy focusing on the joke. It's a good joke. You did good. Good job. Good job, Katie. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Gargoyles, yeah, I think it, it, it sort of- I'm not, I don't want to say it was better because I feel like they're both very different and they had their own distinct tone and definitely their own unique fan base. Um, but the way they, they handled their, their episodes and their characters um, was definitely more serious and dark uh, than TMNT generally went. Um, I'm sure, you know, not a huge Ninja Turtles fan. I know you're, Katie, you've seen more than I have. Um, I know they, they went dark on occasion, um, but generally the tone was pretty lighthearted, right? Yeah, it was generally pretty lighthearted. I mean, that's why Michelangelo was there. Mm. Now I want pizza because that pizza looks so good in that show for some reason. New York pizza. They got it's the the water makes good pizza, makes good bagels. But weirdly enough, it doesn't make good pizza bagels. Isn't that funny? Pizza bagels are also great. But those are, you know, sometimes you just got to stock your fridge full of uh, comfort foods. Pizza Most pizza. things from Trader Joe's frozen aisle. <laughs> This is what we get for recording the podcast when we haven't had dinner. <laughs> I didn't eat dinner today. Oh, God. All right. It's later for you than it is for me, so that's much sadder for you. Anyway, um, yeah, Gargoyles definitely approach their subject with much more angst, much more darkness, um, some brutal deaths. Um, you know, what, it's what, Gargoyles is sort of one of those shows where you're like, this aired on Disney Channel? Okay. Um, it was kind of known as, as the dark show um, up until, like, Gravity Falls uh, came around. Uh, almost 20 years later to to steal its thunder as the dark Disney show. Um, I think I've told the story on this podcast before. Uh, so I won't, I, I won't go the whole thing again. Um, but when we had a, we had a Disney uh, exec fella come to our college and had a kid in the audience sort of angrily demand that the Disney make more shows like gargoyles that were like dark and cool. Um, so th there's definitely a rabid fan base that still exists for Gargoyles. Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely developed a cult following. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, they do another reboot um, some, some time later uh, to, to uh, cash in on that, that fan love. Um, I'm going to be honest, Katie, the next thing on the list of Disney afternoon shows I have never heard of. And it's uh, terrifying. Is it the Schnookums and Meat Funny cartoon show? 
yeah, what is this? Yeah, I saw that on my list. I was hoping you would explain it. So, yeah, I have never heard of this. Um, I'm going to read the Wikipedia description. Yeah, the the, the Wikipedia description says, The Schnookums and Meat Funny Cartoon Show is a half-hour American comedy television series produced by Walt Disney Television Animation and aired in 1995 as a spinoff of the show Marsupilami. Marsupilami? Marsupilami. Whatever that is, it was a show on CBS from 92, um, which itself was a spinoff of a show called Raw Tunage, um, which is also a Disney show that aired on CBS. Um, or no, it was a, wait, what the heck was Raw Tunage? We're, we're looking into I'm this, so folks. We're, we're, do, we're doing investigations. Okay. We have to watch the show now, actually. This looks so chaotic. So it looks like just a bunch of Disney characters coming together to do crazy stuff. A lot of them, see, a lot of these are like uh, Disney afternoon characters. Like Bonkers is here. Oh, I guess it looks like Bonkers was originally on this show and then spun off into its own show, just like Schnookums and Meat. Um, yeah, there's there's uh, characters from The Little Mermaid, characters from Peter Pan, Darkwing Duck. Um, wow. Okay. Launchpad McQuack from. Uh, from DuckTales. Okay. Yeah, this is a, just a wild mashup show. But apparently the Schnookums and Meat Funny Cartoon Show, um, this show represents Disney's attempt to do a more edgy cartoon in the vein of Nickelodeon's Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life. Um, unlike other Disney afternoon cartoons, Schnookums and Meat only aired once a week on Mondays and only 13 episodes were produced. So it's kind of the anti-bonkers is what I'm getting out of this. Like... In, in that sense, like they, it looks like they both spun off the same show, um, but one was much more successful than the other. Uh, 13 episodes and I have never heard of it, despite being a, a fairly big Disney fan and a, a I, I'd say pretty steeped in the lore of this era. Um, you know, clearly not enough to know this show, but if I don't know it, your average Joe is probably not going to know it. <laughs> yeah, I just like the existence of one of the segments is Pith Possum, Super Dynamic Possum of Tomorrow. And his son of course you love the possum show. Obadiah the Wonder Raccoon. <laughs> Obadiah the Wonder Raccoon? That is delightful sounding. They don't look that cute, but I love the concept. Yeah, the, the animation doesn't look particularly good. Um, no, it's good. That looks like a, yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, seems like after that, they, they learned their lesson uh, about whatever that was. Um, they went out with the safe bet, which was the Timon and Pumbaa show. Um, I've seen like a few episodes of this. It seemed like another one of those like, eh, it's fine kind of situations uh, where, you know, it's a spinoff of The Lion King. It's Timon and Pumbaa getting into shenanigans. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't necessarily think it, it was anything special, but it, it, it is cute. It looks cute. It's, you know, you have you have some some returning actors coming back from from the show um not 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 too many uh from from the looks of it um but the one or two at least uh, you got nathan lane back uh for uh one season um <laughs> and then i think he decided he did not want to do that anymore um which fair fair um but uh yeah you know not not much else to say about this it aired for a few seasons i believe let's see yeah, it got it got three three seasons. Um, 
which is pretty, pretty decent, um, especially for this time period. So good, good for you guys. Good for you guys uh, over on Timon and Pumbaa. I think that did air a little bit uh, when we were kids, as I recall. I think it was on Toon Disney every now and then, you know, again, usually around the same time they would do Lilo and Stitch, I guess, when they just needed to, you know, have something else to fill that time before the uh, live action Disney would start up again. Um, but the, the, the next one uh, on, on our list of Disney afternoon shows uh, is Quack Pack, uh, which is... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to our audience. Yeah, that was, that was pretty atrocious. That was, that was horrifying. Um, <laughs> Quack Pack uh, was basically uh, a goof troop by way of DuckTales, I guess is a fair way to say it. Uh, sort of similar premise to Goof Troop, which was, you know, the old, you know, Fab Five Disney characters, uh, Goofy and then his son, Max, uh, in uh, modern day situations um, and sort of in more of that cool 90s tone with with Max um, being just a fun 90s kid. Uh, and Quack Pack was similar, uh, but starred Huey, Dewey and Louie. Um, I, of, of, of the two shows, Quack Pack and Goof Troop, uh, Quackback uh, is definitely the the lesser beloved ones. Uh, from what I've seen of it, I think they just tried a little too hard to be like cool extreme '90s, um, which you know is is fair. It was 1996 by the time Quackback came out, uh, and I think people were already getting kind of sick of that. I always try to remember uh, when when the episode of The Simpsons, uh, the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie show came out. Because uh, I think basically any cartoon that came out after that episode had no excuse to do like those stereotypical radical 90s characters because that episode just so thoroughly eviscerated it as a concept. Um, I think that I think that did pretty effectively end up killing most of those types of characters. But Quack Pack going strong on look, Katie, look up what the characters on Quack Pack look like. I just oh, I want you to see I want you to see these radical, radical duck children. They are they are pretty silly looking by by today's standards, <laughs> and and in the 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 promo image they're all like leaning against each other like they're the Backstreet Boys too cool. Uh, Louis is wearing like a wife beater tank top and a backwards baseball cap, and Dewey has like a scruffy grunge '90s hairdo. It's it's pretty great, honestly. It is pretty great. <laughs> I guess this doesn't get me immediately because some of the comics kind of look like that oh that's fair that's fair not quite but it's grungy look a little bit <laughs> it's 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 pretty silly oh my god there's like a picture of them like on the beach shirtless seeing Huey Dewey and Louie shirtless is weird like I don't like that Oh wait, never mind. Never mind. There's a reason that looks so weird. That's someone's weird uh, fan art. I'm gonna stop googling this because <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna go down a weird rabbit hole on this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want I don't want to see that anymore. Um, darn you, internet! Why can't you just let me look at Quack Pack in peace without bringing in your weird deviant art? <laughs> All right, so that, that's Quack Pack. Um, I guess we're staying on, on the same theme of ducks because the next and final show uh, in, the, uh, in the, the Disney afternoon block uh, was the Mighty Ducks animated series. Um, what I do love about this is, so Katie, have you seen, I assume you haven't seen the movie, The Mighty Ducks, right? I've seen parts of it. It's a hack. Oh, okay. 
See, you always surprise me, Katie, because you haven't seen the entirety of The Lion King, but you have seen The Mighty Shucks. And you know what movie, hockey movie I have seen on all of? The 2001 American sports classic Miracle starring Kurt Russell. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Mighty Ducks is not as good as that movie. Um, it's fun. It's fine. Um, it's not really deserving of an animated series. And I imagine whoever was told you have to make a Mighty Ducks animated series knew that because the Mighty Ducks animated series is in no way related to the show about scrappy underdogs playing hockey um, because it is about giant anthropomorphic adult ducks playing hockey. <laughs> <laughs> they they uh it it just has the name it has the same name um i i mean i guess it's like too good of a concept to uh to to overlook um to be able to uh make them humanoid ducks um instead of actual humans but i do feel the need to read the first line of the synopsis of the mighty ducks animated series i haven't seen any of the show disclaimer i've just heard people talk about how wild it was and how completely off track it became. <clears throat> In another universe exists a planet populated entirely by humanoid ducks, dubbed Puck World by its inhabitants. It's an icy planet perfectly suited to the ducks' favorite pastime, hockey. For the citizens of Puck World, hockey was not simply a sport, but a way of life, occupying virtually every aspect of day-to-day -day existence. So this and then place is just Canada. It's, just, it's planet Canada, but like it goes on like this is like a six paragraph description on the Wikipedia page of like the backstory of the Mighty Duck show. Uh, there are reptilians called Saurians. Uh, they send them to something called dimensional limbo. Uh, there, there's an invasion uh, where they're trying to enslave the people okay. of Puck World and it's stopped by a resistant leader called Canard Thunderbeak which I love that. I yes, Katie, sorry. I have a question to why this animated show might be like this. Why? This came out in 1996. Yes. When did Space Jam come out? I think 95. I mean, it's it's kind of Space Jam. That it's sounds, not, not I Space haven't Jam. seen Space Jam, but I know enough of the concept to go, I think that's just Space Jam, but hockey instead. It's definitely not. I mean, the, the idea of it being like an a, like a group of aliens who really like playing a popular earth sport is definitely very space jam like it's not close enough that i think they like copied each other um i, I i'm not entirely sure but it's a really wild concept hey um, this is look up the artwork for this show but make some changes more or less that yeah i i think that's i think that's fair um, one thing to note also is that I'm, I've been, as I've been like scrolling through these, I'm pretty sure Jeff Bennett was in all of these Disney afternoon shows in one capacity or another. And I'm okay with that because I adore Jeff Bennett, but like, did they just like tie him to a chair in the Disney TV animation offices and like, you work for us now? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's in like all of these. Ah, I love you, Jeff Bennett. Never change. Like you, I you, mean, we gotta fantastic. do it. I don't know why you're saying this looks weird. We might have to do an episode just on this where we just watch a few of these episodes and report back on if it is as wild as it sounds because it does sound a truly wild. I'm so into this. Um, so that, that was the Disney afternoon. Um, there were a few other shows that we should mention that were also airing uh, on Disney Channel around this time. Um, Disney did acquire Doug uh, from uh, Nickelodeon uh, around this time. Um, yeah, it did. So, what are your feelings on Doug? 
don't like Doug. I just, I don't, I don't like Doug. I don't think anyone ever liked Doug. Um, I don't know. I'm sure someone will take it. offense. Okay. Well, whatever. Doug, Doug is dumb. <laughs> uh, other shows around this time, um, actually slightly earlier than the Disney afternoon, uh, we had the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh, um, which was actually the first uh, show produced by uh, Disney TV animation. Um, so that's that's that. That's pretty cute. I, that was another one that actually had a theme song that slapped. Um, yeah, I don't know if you ever remember. It was like it was like it was like Pooh Bear Winnie the Pooh Bear something oh, yeah. something that. Yeah, that's like a good one. That's like that's another you one think that I didn't watch the Winnie the Pooh animated show. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know what you didn't didn't watch, Katie. You surprised me in a lot of ways. The Winnie the Pooh video game that came out <laughs> during my childhood. Maybe not yours. <laughs> We had the same childhood. <laughs> I know, but you didn't play video games. That's true. That's true. Um, was a big part of my life. I need to attempt to find it, continue to vamp while I do this. Okay. Uh, while Katie finds uh, the Winnie the Pooh video game, because I guess that's the thing we're doing now. Uh, <laughs> uh, some other shows uh, that were roughly around this period, but not necessarily. Winnie uh, the Pig. What? I typed Winnie the Pig. I was thinking too fast. <laughs> No. Uh, also of this time, um, Hercules, the animated series, uh, which I think we've also mentioned a little bit on the show, uh, just for the sheer wildness of James Woods coming back to reprise his role as Hades um, when he really didn't need to. It Of all these shows that like spun off from the Renaissance movie of their time, like your Aladdin's or your Timon and Pumbaa's, um, Hercules, the animated series looks the worst. Like if you check it out on Disney Plus, like you can really see like if you thought the quality on Aladdin was bad, which it was, um, it like really took a nosedive on Hercules, which I think makes sense reflecting, uh, which, you know, Aladdin made a lot more money than Hercules. It was much more popular. Um, so I guess that makes sense why they gave less money to it. Um, but like most of the show was kind of meh. I mean, and by meh, I mean like bad, you know, just bad. Um, but James Woods is clearly riffing for a good chunk of it and just having a fun time watch that he is great he is like it's so frustrating with hercules as a movie being like having such a great villain in hades and i i know that james woods is a bad person so i hate praising him but darn it he's such a good disney villain and he's so good in that role and he's really good in the show too so check that out on disney plus that's a lot of fun um and then also from from that time it's sort of the very edge of what where we'll uh cut us off for tonight uh, is The Legend of Tarzan, um, which I don't think aired for a very long time. Well, actually, it aired, it aired for two seasons, two years, so it, did, it was on, on for a while, um, but definitely did not get uh, rerun nearly the same capacity as these other shows. Um, an another similar, you know, picks up where, where the uh, movie left off kind of thing, like some of those other ones. Um, Tarzan goes off, has, has fun shenanigans, um, and and that that's kind of it. There's not there's not much else to say about about that. The, these were mostly the 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 big uh, '90s shows uh, that were happening. Um, Katie, have you have you found your your video game? I did. It's called Piglet's Big Game, and it's a big day for Piglet. And Rabbit is making soup, and you had to collect the parsnips. Wait, wait! I think I did play this. Wait, I'm now remember. Didn't he like collect acorns too? Yes. Wait, wait I definitely. For the soup. I definitely played. This was like a PC game, wasn't it? Yeah. And the spices. 
Oh my God. I like, you have unearthed a memory from like deep in the darkest bowels of my brain. Oh my God. You have to put Winnie the Pooh's honey pot back together as a puzzle. Yeah. I think I remember that. Oh my God. I wanted to watch like a playthrough of this. Um, I'll send it to you right now. I already pulled it up for me. You're delightful. You're delightful, Katie. Um, I might still own it. I'm going to have to try to find it later. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm going to have to play this later. Thank you very much for that. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go watch this video now. Um, so that's where, where I guess we will, we will end our episode for today. Uh, Katie, anything to add about these, about these nineties shows, these, these classics that you have never seen? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of them. I just, I didn't watch a lot of Disney animated. This is the thing. Now, if we were talking Disney live action in the next episode, that would be a different story. Yeah, but we're not because we're a cartoon podcast. But can we talk about how in related things, uh, half of those people in the and the real life shows are now in a lot of video games, which is technically animation. You know what? I know nothing about that. So I'm going to make an exception and let you talk about that next episode. Supermassive has cast Ashley Tisdale and Brenda Song in two video games recently. And I'm here for it. I love that. Oh, it's like a not little together, story. unfortunately. Oh, boo. Well, I'm telling Supermassive to make the Riverdale video game because I think it'd be funny. No. <laughs> Why do you keep trying to put more Riverdale into the world, Katie? I will always pitch CW shows because it causes you pain. And also, because they're terrible. <laughs> but that's why we love you. <laughs> thank you. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us uh, for the first of our little romps into, into a retrospective on, on Disney Channel and their cartoon. the force like Piglet. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, we're going to end this episode since Scarlett can't put up with me any longer. <laughs> we're gonna pop back into our new person next week we're gonna pop back into our cartoon time machine so i can i can call katie into my office and and have a serious firing conversation not the divorce papers no (laughs) i'm scarlet i'm katie we're your animates and we will see you next time now get in the machine get in make sure to lock the door all right we should be doing that